Here we go, man. We're going, man. Another, we, another, another week. We are rolling here on uh, Fight on Montana. My gosh, I, 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 my mind is blown, dude. Like, what were you going to say? I have no clue. Like, it's been <laughs> one of those weeks, man. I, I totally need a glass of wine like you have right there. Um, so, man. Dude, I'm telling you, cheap. If you guys can see it, it's called Chateau Michel or Ch- Chateau something Michel. Cheap Chateau. Wine. Chateau. Chateau. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. I have to give you crap because you give me crap about uh, pronouncing. It's only right. Names. It's only right. It's only right. It's all fair. It's all fair. What's that say? No. Like uh, like you just said a second ago, man. Um, Costco has some great wine options. Oh, man. And for cheap, dude. For cheap, the low. Yeah. For the low, low price. Yeah, it's yeah. it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I actually just got into wine maybe like a year and a half ago or something like that, to be honest with you. Nice. Uh, so I'm a newbie. Nice. My wife loves reds and all that jazz, but I'm like the more f- like fruity wine that has to be like really cold. And yeah, uh, did you have like a terrible experience with it or something like that? Oh, yeah, we, we, we did on the last podcast. But yeah, yeah, definitely have some trauma with red wine. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's all good. We're going to be so, okay. We we will be. We will be. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, on this episode, we're going to do a little uh, Cal Poly recap. Uh, go through that uh, awesome uh, mauling of a win. Uh, reminds me of a, a game that I was at back in the day. Um, and then we're going to go what into... What game was that? Uh, the 2009 uh, semifinal game against App State. That's a whole different environment, dog. Oh my god, <laughs> different I mean, environment, similar, similar as far weather as kind of weather conditions yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah. as far as gravity and you know, um, yeah. as far as how important that game was, a whole different level, yeah. whole different two, level. Two different teams, one coming off of back to back, like I believe they were national champions or they made it to the national championship game. Uh, that, that game was amazing, it was. I I still have like back then. I don't know if you can now. You can buy old championship or old semifinal games. Yeah. Um, and so I have that one on DVD, um, just to kind of relive that. Sometimes I put it in when I'm really missing some Grizz football, uh, mm-hmm. just to live. Have your kids seen it? No, no. I should. I should sit down. My that's son what and you got to do, man. man. That's what you got to. You got to sit him down. I, exactly. Teach him mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, we got another episode for you guys today. Um, we're going to be taking some time, uh, like Adam said, to be previewing uh, the Cal Poly game that we just happened that we just had this past Saturday. Yeah. We're going to take some time to preview uh, Eastern Washington um, and just kind of the gravity of how important that game is. You know what I mean? Um, but before yeah. we do that, man, we always start off with a Grizz update. We do this Grizz every week, update. just to give you a little bit of an inside kind of look as far as what's going on in Grizzly athletics. Um, even though we primarily kind of focus on football, that does not mean we don't appreciate, respect, and love um, the other sports within the university. So, Adam, this is this is your time to shine. Are this is my time to shine, man. Uh, so, if you guys haven't uh, gone out there, I don't know if this is a thing, man, but I, we, I, I know we try our best. If you guys see, like, a recruit or a somebody that has, like, committed to the Grizz, Go say welcome to Grizz Nation, or go say hey, go Grizz, or, or hey, congratulations. I know I I don't think there's a rule on that. It, it it's just another opportunity to show them how gri- big Grizz Nation is and how great we are. And uh, so if you guys see somebody on Twitter or Instagram, definitely reach out and just say hey, congratulations. That's a huge moment. Um, I know I never got the opportunity to play college uh, 
basketball, football, anything like that. Um, so definitely, you know, one thing that was on my mind kind of bothered me that like there's only a, a few Grizz fans that kind of reach out that see that. So um, I think we're missing out on that opportunity to show these recruits uh, how awesome Grizz Nation is. And uh, definitely, you know, this is the time and why that kind of got brought into my attention is uh, volleyball and softball and soccer are signing some of their new uh, recruits for the 2023 year. And so those are coming out this uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, kind of popped into my head. Uh, we've been trying to do as much as we can for those those programs. But get into the, uh, the Grizz update, man. If you guys have not uh, heard, basketball is Before we in... get into that, Adam, one yes. second. One yes. second. I just want to kind of piggyback up what you said. Yes. You know, um, I don't think uh, the fans going to realize at times, you know, how they could be utilized as a recruiting tool. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. When you kind of see it from that standpoint, it, it kind of gives you the rhyme to reason. It gives you, you know, a want to actually chase down these kids and be like, you know what? You need to come here. Exactly. You know I mean, yeah. when we have the facilities, we have the stadium, you yep. know, we have the crowd. We have everything that you could possibly want when you're actually seeking a university. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that really made me fall in love with this place was 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 the people. You know, the opportunity to get to know these people, to experience a different world, you know, because from from what I'm, you know, traditionally used to. And then just kind of looking back on it, you know, when I did commit to Montana, you know, I obviously posted on all social media platforms, but it gives uh, it gives recruits the opportunity to get to know how, like you said, how important this place is, yeah. how special this place is. And so it doesn't even need to be, you know, guys that commit or women that commit either. It can be kind of yeah. just used as a recruiting tool to you know, really kind of take it to the next level. You see that a lot with a lot of the big programs. Oh, um, yeah. And again, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Exactly. Well, and there's, there's so many, there's so many guys that are say, Hey, got offered by the Grizz today, even on offers. You know, I, I, I know I try to put out there, Hey, congratulations, go Grizz, right? Something as short as that, as, as just, Hey, congratulations. Um, you don't have to go in depth of, Hey, you should choose Montana this way. Just show them that you care, show them that you're out there. Um, and those, you know, this, and those this kids is a big accomplishment. They this think is a big about accomplishment. that type of stuff. Yeah, they think about it. You know, I remember when I when I was committing to you know, or not just posting about my different uh, communities. One of the things that you know I kind of noticed were just the engagement of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was my biggest thing. I came from a program that you know had support in 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 certain ways, but just couldn't be up to par as far as some of the other competing schools around our area. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I was looking for a home that had that type of fan base, you know, simply because it, it, it in my mind at the time, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm playing for something bigger. And that's how I always thought when I played, I'm playing for something bigger than mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. And so that kind of gave me a little bit of motivation, you know, to obviously represent my city back home, but want to represent a new city and, and, and kind of uphold those same standards. You know what I mean? Exactly. So as a recruit, you know, obviously I'm years away removed from all that whole world. Um, yeah, you're so old. Geez, I think about like eight years, <laughs> eight, nine years at this point, bro. You're so old, dude. Oh my gosh. I'm pushing, I'm pushing 26, man. Oh gosh, shut up. <laughs> my gosh. I got 10 years you, on you, man. Did they ever tell you back pain's a real thing? No, it is. It Jeez. is seriously. Is. Oh my gosh. Just wait till you're in your 30s and 40s. Oh, man. don't tell me that, bro. I remember if you had a back surgery. I need to I need to slow it down. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it about that. Let's go on to Grizz basketball. Exactly. Uh, if you have not watched, they are they played last night. Uh, the men did against uh, Duquesne. Uh, kind of a rough showing 
um, with that one, we got kind of beat down. I think it was I, the score was. Uh, oh, I can't even remember the score. It was about 30 points. I think it was like 91, 61. Uh, the Grizz kind of came out slow and kind of didn't play their best, but kind of rallied back a lot of cool, different kind of parts, um, that you kind of see with this team, a new team. So, uh, they play Xavier this Friday. Um, it is on FS2 again, that's on FS2, not on ESPN plus. You can catch the stream of the Duquesne game on ESPN uh, Plus, uh, but uh, they're they're on a, a brutal stretch of of being from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati, and then they'll be home, I believe, right before the uh, the Thanksgiving break on a, a Zootown Classic. Uh, so we'll give you an update next week on that. Um, but also, guys, the women's um, basketball team they played North Dakota State this last Monday. Uh, you can also catch that one on the streaming of ESPN Plus. They lost by three, and uh, in, in a a close game which went back and forth, sixty-one to fifty-eight. Uh, if you recall last year, uh, Montana kind of snuck a game out at NDSU, so they repaid the favor and, and took one from us. They do play Friday uh, at Colorado State. It's not saying that it's on ESPN Plus, but I do believe it will be on there. Don't quote. Uh, me on that, but you can probably find it on your uh, Grizz Radio or the Bartlett Varsity Network uh, to listen to that. Uh, but, you know, basketball is back, man. Uh, they've got some pretty good teams. The women's team looks really good. Uh, that loss was kind of, it was weird in the fact that they didn't have Carmen G. Feller. Mm-hmm. She didn't play at all in that game. Um, she's coming back from an injury of, with her ankle. And so they, they pretty much I think she's in, they, 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 uh, they take the game. Yeah, if she's in that game, in, in that North Dakota State game, they they win that game handedly. I think it, they'll probably beat North Dakota State if they have her as well. Um, but they're, they're a good team, man. They're fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, Mr. Coach Halsinger has that team uh, really playing really well. Uh, the men's team has – there's a lot of new parts, a lot of new things that they're trying to get back. Uh, they played the, uh, offense okay, but defense was kind of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a preview of the uh, women's and the men's basketball, um, you know, season and everything farther down the line, guys. Uh, we're almost to the end of football season, so we're going to um, finish that out and then we'll get to that. But also uh, cross country, they are on the NCA Mountain Regional uh, this Friday as we're recording this on a Wednesday. So uh, give a shout out to them. Yeah, that's my fault, well. by the way, guys. That's my fault this week. No. <laughs> I'm just letting I, – I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> Normally, traditionally, we record on Tuesdays. Me and Adam last week both said a day for Monday, apparently. But for whatever reason, <laughs> I did a bonehead move and put it on Wednesday. So, hey, he no ended idea. up texting me at, like, normally we start recording around 730. <laughs> that's when, you know, our downtime kind of happens. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up texting me, like, at 815. And he was just like, hey, are we still on tonight? Like, so he was waiting on <laughs> – online for 45 minutes i was jazzed man i was like i was was, was jazzed to talk man and i was finishing a workout and i was like i was like what is this guy talking about today (laughs) what do you mean if we're on the day i was like we're off for wednesday he's like no we said monday bro it's all good we'll do it for wednesday so that's on me guys that's all no big deal no big deal hey we got lives to live you know we 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 just don't aren't potter podsters you know just sitting around man we got things to do by trade yeah Mm -hmm. so uh if you guys are in Missoula, 
this Friday and you have nothing to do. Uh, we have a uh, rivalry game for volleyball, mm-hmm. uh, 7 p.m. If you cannot uh, get to Missoula, make sure you watch it on ESPN+. Plus. That is a, a rivalry game. If you don't even know that, uh, we snuck a, a match, oh, I think it was probably in October, where they were trying to do their pack the gym, and they packed like some crazy number for a volleyball game of like 6,000 people there, and we dominated and, and beat them. So I'm pretty sure that they're wanting to probably return the favor. Um, So definitely go support the volleyball team. They've only got a few more games left before the, you know, regular season ends and big sky tournament begins. So uh, they've been having a phenomenal year. Uh, Coach Lawrence has that team, you know, dialed in and, and they're playing their probably the best they have in, you know, probably 20 some years. So. Yeah, in a long, long time, too, guys. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, 6,000 people over there, I mean, that's an impressive feat for them, obviously. You know, yeah. you know, they just don't get the same attendance that we do. So that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But there's 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 100% an expectation that if we're able, if you are able, you're in town or able to just listen in, yeah. you know, every, every viewer counts, every person in the stands counts. Those players appreciate it way more than you could ever know. And so because of that, get your asses. Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's all I got for Grizz update, man. Uh, so you know, go go support all these sports. You know, it's it's time of the year where things are kind of wrapping up, and you know, basketball starting in the full swing. Uh, so if there's not, if you don't have anything to do, man, you're crazy. There's there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, man, uh, did you get to make it to the the Cal Poly game? No, I was stuck at work. So unfortunately, uh, no, I wasn't stuck at work. This was, this was, uh, I was at work that day. And then afterwards, I forgot what I had to do. I had to do something, but I did not end up going to the game. But let yeah. me tell you, it looked like a lot of fun. Oh, gosh, man. Again, I've, I've, I've never seen an atmosphere like that as far as, you know, the snow coming down in that type of way and fashion. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been a part of some blizzards that I've had to practice in. But nothing like that, you know. I can only imagine the type of fun that those boys had, especially whooping on those guys. Oh gosh, seven to zero. Well, and I think you know, it covered the spread by halftime. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. so if, you put, if you put money on that game, good for you. Good exactly, for you. exactly. Angel and I were talking about it like before we started, and and I think that uh, the game that kind of reminisced for me is is that I went to is just the. Uh, the app state game that it, you know, it wasn't the quality of the team. Um, but you know, it, it, it would, the snow was coming down, you know, they had to have those people out there with shovels to get the, the, the yard markers. And mm-hmm. so it, it kind of brought some good memories back, but 57 to zero. I, I thought they would have, they would have, you know, one handedly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I, I owe you a six pack of whatever because there's no way that i'm going to be getting back into this unless i'm going like far deep into the playoffs. yeah man i'm just um, glad that you said it i was going to keep it to myself i wasn't going to rub it in your face but now that you brought it up you know oh, the point i did win dude. this weekend i think oh, i'm under- technically speaking not considering the losses am i undefeated right now yes you're like five and oh yeah dang yeah. dang here's what we do. actually hey if you're gonna be if you're like that actually not you're five oh and one <laughs> Okay, so you're gonna count. You're gonna count the tie. Okay, okay, um, okay. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, I'm petty, man. No, I, I'm I'm competitive. No, you 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 obliterated me this year. 
um i've got to do something different man holy cow or, man, like, it's, or it's, like not do anything it's not always your ear it's okay bro it's okay i'll, oh, I'll, carry, I'll carry the flag for us exactly uh you know what, you want to hit, hit it up with the offense and what you saw there yeah, well, let's start. Let's start breaking it down. Just taking a look at the score, you know, Man. kind of quarter by quarter. I always like to do yeah. that because it provides a little bit of guideline of the type of game that it is. Um, obviously, let's start with Cal Poly in the first quarter. They scored. Let me just take my notes right here. Uh, zero in the second quarter. They scored a zero, and then in the third in the fourth quarter, they came out with a oh, would you? What would you know? Another zero. So zero, zero across the board. We scored fourteen in the first. 17 in the second, 13 in the third, and then finished off with 13 in the actual fourth. Um, that just speaks consistency to me, man. You know, right off the bat, that's what you want to see in a program. You want to consistently be scoring points. You want to do it, you know, across the board in all types of facets, you know. And I think we saw flashes of brilliance from the receivers, from the quarterback play, from the offensive line, from the running backs, um, just to give us an opportunity in order to obviously come out with the win. But one that is needed, you know, when you think about the big sky, we're, we're fighting for our lives just to have an opportunity and a chance. You know, yeah. it's one of those things that even if we end up winning out the rest of this year, it's still up for question. It's still up for debate to kind of figure out where we fall into that FC or into that uh, that bracket. And yeah. then even if we have an opportunity to you know potentially make it, if we, we went out, I wholeheartedly believe that there's no reason why we shouldn't make it in. You know, mm -hmm. but that's what we're kind of fighting for. So every game counts, and to do it that way, it just it just shows the big sky that hey, they're 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 a talented team that can work yeah. on some teams, and they have the perfect environment to be able to have some guys over there to play them. You know, so because of that, it was it was great on those kind of you know standards. Yeah, well, and you know, you look at the numbers, man. Six hundred and ninety-five yards of offense. That's the second most in school history. Mm -hmm. I think they're like 20, 30 yards away from breaking that. Uh, school record, 37 first downs, uh, mm -hmm. school record, uh, 412 rushing yards. <laughs> Nick Osmo, yeah. 221 yards, two touchdowns, average about eight and a half and carried like on average, probably like two or three guys at a time. Dude, that dude is a tank. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, the way that he ran this weekend reminded me of a uh, Scadaboo or Scadaboo, the way that he yeah. ran a couple weeks yep. ago and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, yep. a lot of these yards were after contact. Mm -hmm. And you just saw him, you know, you know, maybe a, a yard up the field, you know, somebody's yeah. getting their hands on him and then he ends up breaking it for six, seven, eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so because of that, you're like, it was good to see. And which gives you the credit to the offensive line. Well, and you saw Marcus Knight do that as well. So, you know, he didn't get as many reps because I did think he got kind of dinged up and they held him out. Yeah. Um, uh, to, which was the right move to make, especially in a game like this. Yeah. And but he was getting bigger yards too, so it wasn't just running back. And that totally, you know, shines the light on that offensive line that they were totally working, totally, you know, obliterating that offensive line, getting in deep into that second round of guys. And uh, it was awesome to see, man. You know, and and I, I have to be the downer. Like, I I I, I think that this is this is good, right? You ha we had to have a we had to have a pickup game, right? We had to have a pick me up game of the last three, the last three games, um, mm -hmm. and so we had some great things that happened. Fourteen um, of nineteen on on I think like on first downs or third downs, um, and so ninety three plays. We had zero punts, zero. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we we did have eleven players that had a catch. Sorry, I'm, I'm my my uh, computer is like 
yelling at me because I'm going to die. That would not be good, right? <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the best thing. Sure. <laughs> uh, the play calling seemed kind of a little bit better where they were a little bit more open in opening the playbook. So that was good. They got to use more players. They got players in. They got all three quarterbacks in, which was good to see. And they kind of let um, Britt pass it a couple times, which I was kind of nice to see. Um but I, I have to be that that guy, right? This this Cal Poly team is not a good. They are they are the bottom of the big sky. Um, you know the offense is okay. Their defense is is, is atrocious. Um, so not you can't put your laurels on this game and say they deserve to be in the playoffs right now, right? They, you know what? We have think, a lot of work. We have a lot of work to do. And I think a lot of people are kind of agreeing on that. You know, it was a good performance. Yeah. It was nice to kind of shake the rust off, you know, start a new month on a mm -hmm. obviously positive note. Um, yep. But I think everybody's kind of in that same place. I think, um, and this extends farther than even just, you know, fans, you know, yep. I think it extends to, you know, the coaches, the players, when they think, I think, that they're thinking right now, hey, we need to do better. We need to do yeah. more. We need to have convincing wins these last two weeks in order to really kind of get that pat on the back and say, hey, you know what? Now here's where the work really starts. And yeah. so I think everybody can kind of agree with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that you can underestimate a game like this and what it can do for the psyche uh, of those players, you know, and, and what it will – what it will do because if if we do end up in winning you know the next three games and and you ask these players hey you know what kind of sparked that you know it, then they might say hey you know it was totally the snow game right it was totally the snow game where we dominated right it was there's a something about you know a game where you just had like almost kind of like the euphoria of like a kid fun like yeah that's, that's a really good of, way to put in it yeah, 100%. yeah like like they were they were sliding on their bellies after the game and totally like they got into the the realm of hey well, we're just gonna go throw the ball around we're just gonna be kids right and so i think that that can be a launching point where you know you have something to launch off from um but don't just think that we we did something by beating a team that 57 to zero uh, because we've got a lot of work to do a lot of work. And, and it, it comes up with this next week with Eastern Washington. And then, you know, the final game versus the cats. Well, you know, the, the best of our days are ahead of us. That's all you yep. can really, you know, dumb it down to, you know, um, just kind of reflecting on last month to this past week. I think you, that's, a, that's such a good way of putting it, you know, it reminds you of being a kid, yeah. you know, you, you love football. There's a lot of reasons why you love football, you know, but those types of games when you're on the field remind you why you're in love with football. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And so because of that, you know, it, it could 100 percent be the the spark at the end of the year that says, you know what, that sparked us to do some really special things, yep. you know, heading into December. Um, and we can only be grateful for it, you know, because obviously, you know, losing three in a row, that's such a gut-wrenching thing with as much talent as we have. So being able to do that, you know, first brings the fun back into the game. You know, yeah. it, it gets that sour mouth out of uh, – or that sour taste out of your mouth. And so, yep. yeah, man, I'm just really happy for them. And, like, like one thing that I'm just kind of curious about, you know, kind of going back to what you said maybe maybe a minute or so ago, you had mentioned that, um, you know, we kind of opened the playbook on this game, you know, Um more than we have been. Yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
open up the playbook a little bit more than we traditionally have been doing. And I wonder if it was a come to Jesus moment. I don't know if it was maybe something they saw when they were scouting them. I don't know if it was maybe they just realized that they weren't utilizing these players or the way that they could be utilized. And so there's so many different debate, but it was kind of nice to start to see us roll into, you know, a a little bit of a different game plan than we traditionally have been doing these, you know, for, I guess, for the whole season. I think that they feel comfortable with Lucas, and I don't think they feel as comfortable with the backups. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, which is totally and, warranted. You know, which I, is, you know, you, you, yeah. I see that in any program. As soon as the second yeah. quarterback comes in, the nerves are a little bit more up. Yeah, you know, you're, yep. you're you're a little bit more anxious for how things are going to kind of play out, and that's mm-hmm. no fault of the player. They may be talented, no. but it really comes down to you know how much experience. You know, yeah. when you really kind of dumb down the quarterback position, what it, what is it what is it based around it? you know or based around it it's decision making you mm-hmm. know it's not necessarily you see plenty of guys with arm talent and that you know that have that quickness and that twitch and some guys that have more strength and you know than other guys that might be yeah. considered weaknesses but ultimately it comes down to can you make the right decision more consistently than the guy behind you yeah. you know and yeah. so being able to see that from lucas this past week or just having him out there obviously yeah. he's played you know i think his seventh or sixth year of football he's mm-hmm. played a lot of football Yep. If I had two more years or three more years under my about under my belt, 100%. I mean, I would have been an All-American. Who who freaking knows? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so and so, just thinking about that, I think he made the right decisions to give us an opportunity to win the game. It doesn't matter what the score is because all that matters is that we're one to zero for the week and we have an opportunity, like Robbie said earlier this year, to go two and zero. Yep. Well, and I I think that you know just with. I'm glad I think Coach Howe kind of said, you know, we didn't want to run um, Lucas. So they didn't really run, didn't do a lot, whole lot of the run pass options with him, which I think is a smart idea just because kind of protect him. I, I was surprised. I don't know if you were surprised. I like when it was halftime, I was like, okay, 31 to zero. We're not going to see Lucas. We're not going to see some of those guys um, probably until, you know, the next game. Which yeah, I was surprised I was. me when they when they uh, when they came out and you know they, they were played another whole quarter. Yeah, um, usually around the thirty-ish, thirty, the high thirties, low forties. That's when you really start pulling out your player. So it wasn't the most unorthodox thing that I've ever seen in my life. I you know I've been part of games where I've seen that a hundred times over. I've been yeah. a part of those games too that you know they've taken all the other starters art, but they're like, no, you stay your ass in there. You know, because yeah. you had a bad play or something like that. You need to, you know, earn your way off the field as opposed to, you know, earn your way on. So kind of both sides of the ball. Um, okay. Ultimately, again, I kind of bring it back to what I said earlier. You know, I think we need to have statement games. Mm-hmm. And I think they didn't want to run the risk of them, you know, maybe scoring a couple points, making a way back, you know, being a little bit more lackluster, a little bit slower on offense, you know, yeah. potentially winning 31-0 as opposed to 57-0. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a big change. You see 57-0, your eyes wide, and you say, damn, we beat the shit out of those boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it, it changes your perspective a little bit. And so I think I want, I, I think that was the kind of rhyme to the reason. Yeah. Well, and, and if you guys have a, a you know, any time after you listen to our pod, go listen to the voice of the Grizz uh, inside the den. He has a Kent Haslam on, mm-hmm. and they talk about, you know, because Kent Haslam's part of the committee, for selection committee um, for the playoffs. He, he actually yep. says that they kind of look at, hey, you know, who's who's out, who's hurt, um, and they kind of take that into effect. And if that is true, then that kind of helps us because, you know, hey, having <laughs> – 
your starter out for your quarterback in the two biggest games of your, you know. Yeah, if they, if they look at who's out, who who who's in sort of yeah. thing, you know, who's, yeah. who's done for the season, um, they have to look at, you know, the point spreads of teams as well, too. Yeah. You know, well, and they just they, they look at who's hurt. And so I think that could help us with the fact that Lucas was not in, you know, Sac State and was not in the Weaver State, which we were, you know, a touchdown or less in those games. Um, so, you know, you'd play what if all you want, but, you know, if we had if we had Lucas in that Sac State game, there's no way that we lose that game. There's no way it even gets to overtime. I think, um, and you know that that I and I can say that as a fan. Uh, I know players probably can't say that, but there's no way. There's no way that we, we lose that game. Um, and so uh, I I just think that, that that's going to be interesting going forward. You know, we have uh, a huge game coming up here in this next week, which we'll get into, but. Uh, any last thoughts, uh, Angel, on the offense? You know, we're just kind of thinking about, um, you know, the different roles of of the offense. You know, I think uh, going back to kind of just Lucas, you know, I think obviously he's our guy to give us the best opportunity to win games. I mm-hmm. think where Chris could really shine is his ability to keep up. You know, mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you throw in a new quarterback, I mean, you know that it's going to start to go downhill. Um, yeah. And obviously we've been on the, you know, the wrong end of the of those sides um, ultimately. But Chris has done a pretty decent job just doing enough to be able to keep us in the game. You know, mm-hmm. and I think as playoffs kind of come about, you know, we saw it my last year with Dalton Sneed. You know, had a phenomenal first year, that second year. You know, he was banged up a little bit with an ankle injury, but ultimately he ended up having a pretty decent year. You know, mm-hmm. again, uh, being a pretty mobile quarterback, pretty accurate quarterback for the most part, and those sort of things. And then obviously going into that Weaver State game, you know, throwing five interceptions, you know, not to say that it's all on him. There's different no. circumstances that play into that, you know. But ultimately it's tough as a quarterback because you're the decision maker and you've realized that five times you've cost really five huge mistakes. Oh, yeah. Because of that, you know, having Chris in this position, I think it's going to be really wise and smart to kind of go about, you know, if we, you know, obviously win out this rest of the games and, you know, have a stretch in the playoffs, you know, in those moments, if if Lucas finds himself kind of like the Idaho game, kind of like the Idaho mm-hmm. game, you know, yeah. he's, it just wasn't characteristic of who he is as a player. Yeah. Having Chris coming in and filling in that gap just to keep us afloat, to give him a series, maybe two to kind of clear his head. I think that's where. You know, I, I think I think I'm really grateful that we have a player like Chris. So because with other quarterbacks that I've been around, you know, I could easily be like, yeah, you throw in the second two quarterback. Unfortunately, you just don't have the talent. We're going to we're going to start to make huge mistakes that are going to mm-hmm. cost us a game as opposed to him. I think he's pretty, you know, he'll keep us coasted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think we have a, a fan question that kind of goes into that for for later on. But um but yeah, it, it it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see what happens farther down the line. Uh, we've got a whole lot more work to do. But man, that defense pitching that zero, that shutout, man, uh, that that's hard to do. No matter what, no matter yeah. who you are, uh, who you're playing, what type of a, a offense you're playing, uh, there was just a certain a certain like nasty side to the cornerbacks, the defensive backs that that. I kind of was picking up on 
Uh, Fouch was hitting guys like they were. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I think Fouch. Um, I obviously already know that you know floor plates to list level, but I think yep. Fauci, I think uh, Dawson, you know, mm-hmm. really took it to the next level this past game to yeah. really get aggressive. Yep. and we saw that in their play. Um, you know the way that Fouch was hitting some of those guys. Oh, you know, man, the end of the game. I was like, oh snap, this kid, this kid's here to play. Yeah, you know, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think especially coming off of Jason's, you know, he's had a pretty decent year so far, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, com- Jayden, coming yeah. into a new program, assimilated, being a starter and those sort of things. I think he's had a pretty decent year. So I can't fault him at all or be angry at him because he's been pretty consistent. Um, but this game, he took it to the next level. I just hope that confidence propels him. You know what I mean? Yep. That's yeah, well, and we're gonna we're gonna need it this this next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're gonna have to build off that. Uh but three sacks. Uh, one interception, which I thought they would have gotten more sacks to this game, uh, but I don't know if, if it just didn't click. I think what we are, you know, we're missing Patrick O'Connell, and so that was kind of our our where we're getting a lot of the pressure from, and so we might not get as many sacks, but we might get the pressure, but not as many of the sacks. Um, you know, like we said, the DBs were hitting hard. You know, only allowing 42 yards rushing for the whole mm-hmm. game. You know, mm-hmm. 150 yards. That's a total of 192 yards. Well, yeah, we, we we kind of assumed last week based on kind of their their, their previous games that they yeah. were going to be a pass first offense. Yep. Um, but even then, I mean, we shut that shit down. Oh yeah, having ha- for what they what they were averaging, they were averaging 400 yards a game, 400 uh-huh. plus. You know, and most of that was the passing. I think I don't have it on me, but I know it's over 300 plus. So you mm-hmm. cut down their offensive passing, you know, yards by half. Um, and then you shut them out on on the yards. You know, their, their passing average was 3.8 yards. Yeah. And that, I mean, that just goes to show the hustle. That's probably yeah. the biggest thing that I know this defense for personally is yeah. just the type of hustle that they do. Yep. They do so much work at the beginning of the practice for one to juice them up and they have to pretend like they're extremely excited in order to build that excitement naturally mm-hmm. um so what they do is they all start into a little group and then they all come out sprinting running to the positions and then they do like a chase drill every that's the beginning of every single practice for those guys and so because of that it just goes to show the type of pursuit because ultimately mm-hmm. you can make one guy miss you oh, know yeah. it's it, it's 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 angles you know, you take the right angle, you fake him out, get on leaning one way, you make your cut the other way. Before you know, you're off to the races. Yep. Where we're special is that we do not have one guy. We have maybe a guy missing here, maybe a guy missing there. But then you got a, a 10 other heads that are, you know, trying to blow your head off. Because of that, I think that's what really takes our defense from good to great. And yeah. I think we have those characteristics of a great. And we've seen really, really awesome play every single game. It's not, you know, it's not like like the offense. We've had some really good days, some really productive days, and we have other days where, you know, we were kind of shaking our head, wondering what, what happened. Yep. You know, consistently, this whole year, this is the most consistent defense that I've seen, you know, and I've been part of some really good defenses from the time that I played. Before that, I was traditional. We're defensive school for sure, and even afterwards. But I think this is the most compi- consistent, the most aggressive that I've seen oh, yeah. a defense in a long time. And because of that, it always gives us a chance to win. But look what happens when our when our offense is able to get on a little bit of a roll. Oh, yeah. Produce. 
it yeah. turns into a game like that. You you start killing those momentums, you know, of the other team. And so, I don't know, man. Well, and, and just having that offense, you know, provide, you know, so, some production allows that defense to get some rest so that they're not dog tired by the third and the fourth quarter. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, some of the games, that's where teams have gotten us is our defense, you know, goes two, three quarters. And then by the fourth quarter, they're just dog tired and they're, they're dead. And, and so, and that's happened. That, that's kind of what happened last year. Our offense wasn't able to, to, to produce. And you know, you, you can only lean on your defense so many times before they get beat, you know, before they bend and they actually break. And, and so with our defense and how we create pressure, you're going to get beat sometimes deep. You're that that's just going to happen because if you rush seven guys and you put four guys on an Island, you know, mm. one of those times you're going to, you're going to let a, a big play. Um, but they play the numbers, they play the percentages and, and they say, okay, let's go. Um, but you know, four of 16 for third downs, zero for two for fourth down. They only had 12 first downs for the whole game. Uh, amazing, amazing performance with one of their leaders, uh, out of this game with mm-hmm. Patrick O'Connell. Oh, yeah, you um, just imagine that, you know, like you had mentioned at the beginning of this little bit right here, as you said that uh, only three sacks. I do think that, you know, if he was on the field, I do think oh, yeah. that he himself might be, you know, kind of uh, accounted for another sack and a half, maybe two yeah. potentially. Yeah. I could easily see that. And because yeah. of that, I do think that our that our defense collectively, it doesn't matter. I don't know who it would be specifically, but I do think we, we you know, we, we tack on another one or two for sure. Yeah, well, they have to, they just have to, with him out there, they have to be able to locate him, which frees up another guy not to get double teamed or just another guy to get a sack. Yeah, that's all. That's all it really so, is. It's just a scheme, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think we do a really good job about again confusing the opponent's eyes in yeah. order to create that kind of thing. And obviously, he's a talented player. That you know, the way he's playing right now, you may have a shot to be able to play on on Sundays, you yeah. know. Um, and so, because of that, I mean, you see what we did to them it could have been a lot worse. And that's the scary part about our defense. Like you see such a performance and you're like, well, that's probably the best we've ever seen, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then it was like, oh, wait, it can get better. So, yeah, you know, I'm hoping he gets back. I don't know. I don't specifically know what happened to him, but I yeah. do hope that potentially, you know, he's out a little bit for next game to kind of get prepared for that, that state game, because it is, uh, yeah. that's going to be a chippy one for sure. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't even expect them if if it's close, maybe they play him. But man, if you, if you don't need to play him, then to don't right. Yeah. If, if you don't have to play your best player and, and give them, yes, two and seven rest. Eastern. Yeah, I think I think I think they'll be fine without yeah. him. But uh, yeah. you know, I would like him to see him kind of you know warm him up a little bit, running a route, maybe yep. you know working some basic drills to, to, you know, I think as a fan, it's always nice to see you know, those sort of things. And obviously to the opposing team, they just never know if, oh, is he back? Or do we have to prep for him now? Do we have to think about him as a potential, yep. you know, playing in this game? And so because of that, um, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, you know, I hope he's back for these nice couple games, even if it's just a little bit for next one. Exactly, exactly. Well, you have any final thoughts, man? On uh, We did miss two PATs. <laughs> two PATs, yeah. Oh, uh, man. That's uh, that it's it's gonna be a work in progress. I think. Yeah. I think I've come to accept those terms. Um, yeah. Am I hopeful that this is gonna be a problem for next year? Obviously, anticipating you know a good rest of this year. You know, I do think that those mistakes are gonna be corrected for sure. I think a yeah. year of experience is gonna do a lot to some of those guys on the special teams unit. Um, and I think they're gonna learn to crank down a couple of things just so it's running a little bit more smoothly. Um, 
ultimately those points are going to matter when mm-hmm. an opportunity for potential playoffs comes yep. because yeah, of that, you know, it's one of those things is if there's times, if there's a time to be on game where you are, you know, you understand the implications, but you're not over worried or over analyzing the situation, it's mm-hmm. going to be those playoffs games. It's going to be, you know, the neighbor game too. And yeah. so we're going to need every single point. I mean, when you think about, you know, the grand scheme, of how we lost the Idaho game, you know, a couple field goals there, we could have had the game. Yep. You know, putting us in positions to be a couple points behind, you know, in that Sac State and Weber game, big difference, you know, yeah. and because of that, you know, we want to see consistent play. Um, and I hope it comes, you know, with these next couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, Ramos, Nico Ramos missed one. And then I think uh, Botkin, uh, miss one as well, but they they haven't put in um, Camden uh, Capser Capser um, since I think he started the year off, um, and then they haven't tried. I know Patrick Rohrbach hasn't tried. I I don't believe a, a field goal either. So I know that they you know they lose Adam and they lose Nico Ramos next year because they're both seniors, um, and so you know you'll have one guy on your roster and a punter, and and so they'll probably be. You know, either looking to the portal for that or trying to I, I, I would think just based off of what they, they want to do is they probably want to develop somebody and they want to have a guy I do that think has that's experience. Gonna, that's gonna be the case. You know, when you think about OD from a couple of years ago, obviously he wasn't yeah. specifically kicking the balls, but I mean he had the talent to obviously be an all American um mm-hmm. long snapper. Um yeah. that was developed from within, you know, yeah. through four or five years. And you know, I think it's going to be the same thing simply because it's 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 hard to find a lot of a lot of players just in general it's hard to find a really core uh, QB really good offensive linemen receivers you know defensive ends inside doesn't matter you know but i think it's a little even more challenging to find a really good kicker, kicker you know yeah I think, they, they might be able to get one from a, a bigger school. Yeah, and you're that's gonna probably be, about it. Yeah, you're gonna probably be dealing with the same problem of of trying to get him acquainted to to the program and how they do things. And so I think if they can get just get one for a couple of years and kind of build off that, that that might help. Yeah, I I think so too. And I I think that is obviously the hope in your whenever you recruit a kid, especially one that's young. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, too, where they're at, they're they're gonna be what are they gonna be sophomores? Next year, uh, who's that? Cas- uh, Cas- he'll be a he'll be a I think he'll be a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore, because he's a redshirt yeah. freshman this year. Yeah, uh, I think Patrick will be a sophomore. He will be a sophomore too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so. because of that, in this was uh, in this particular case, it might be advantageous to have a little bit of an older guy as well. Yeah, you exactly. Know, to get so some of that feedback that you know the drop down for one of those big schools. Well, this is how I did it. This is how I did it. You mm-hmm. know, to kind of complement the team because half the battle is not only looking for good players it's about finding players that mesh with everybody else you know that is a big thing i was really fortunate i was really close with every single class i have friends that are gonna be lifelong for the rest of my life um but if you find a guy that's just a cancer to the program not because he's a bad player Mm -hmm. if if he's a cancer to some of those other guys and, and you know doing decisions that's probably not the best um that's gonna really affect the team and i think having you know a really strong leader in the kicking game next year i think is gonna be huge for our success Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully, you know, we get that kind of turned around before it bites us, you know, in the playoffs, but it just never know, man. So, um, Eastern Washington, man, Eastern Washington, you ready for the previewing Eastern Washington? Let's move it on. Let's do it. 
Oh, the Eastern Washington Eagles, man, two and seven. They're one and five in the conference. Uh, let's go down their their schedule, man. They played Tennessee State. Uh, what is the guy? Oh, I'm forgetting his name. St. Louis Rams. Uh, Eddie George. He's the coach at Tennessee State now. Uh, cool. So they uh, beat Tennessee State uh, by a touchdown, 36-29. Uh, they then started their brutal stretch of games. Uh, they played Oregon. They lost 70-14. to They played <laughs> Montana State, uh, which they had that game. They had that game. I totally and, forgot they got fucking sweat oh, like that against Oregon. Oh, slaughtered. Slaughtered. 70 oh to gosh. 14. Dude, it reminds me when we played Washington. You know, <laughs> yeah, not I this past time, but I think yep. a time before that. Holy oh, yeah. smokes, bro. They beat the cakes off of us. It wasn't even funny. No, it was like 63 to like seven, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a low point in my career for sure. I was <laughs> you know, even though I had, I will say this, I had a pretty decent game against Vita Vea and then uh Greg something he plays for the he plays for the Rams now. I mean their whole front seven were you know a first and second draft round pick hundred percent. So it was a little bit because I was a sophomore at the time and I was like, oh shit, oh my <laughs> gosh, what am I gonna do with these guys? But I held my own for the most part. I did yeah. give up a sack though. I gave up oh, a sack man. to Vita Vea. So I will say that he is a Super Bowl champ and he is one of I think in my career I, I gave up one sack my senior year. Before that I think my junior year Maybe a handful. I don't know because that that was the year I was really all types of torn up. And then yeah. before that, I think I gave up two sacks my sophomore year, and one of them was to Vita Vea. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. <laughs> not, a, not a bad stat line. So I was like, okay, exactly. So yeah, they played Montana State, 38, 35 uh, loss against them. Uh, then they went down to Florida, which was kind of weird because their game got postponed on Saturday because of a hurricane, and then they played it on that Sunday. Um, and so fifty-two to seventeen, the loss there. They came back and they played Weber State and had a 45 to 21 loss. Uh, played Sac State. They were in that game till halftime. It was like 20, 28, 28. Uh, at halftime, they lost 52 to 28. Uh, Portland State, they, uh, I believe they lost to Portland State, I believe 38, 35. And then um, Idaho, they lost 48, 16. I don't know where I'm getting a win for them in the conference. Am I missing a game? I have no clue. I wrote it down. It was tw- they're two and seven and one and five, I believe, in the league. Uh, but just going off of my notes, I am not seeing a win in the conference. Um, but hey, you know, you, you win some, you they lose beat some. Cal Poly. Cal Poly. I didn't have Cal Poly in there. Oh, poor Cal Poly. Okay, they beat Cal Poly. Sorry, Cal Poly. Um, Cal Poly, and, and then obviously Tennessee State, which we already spoke about. So those are yeah. the two teams that they beat so far. Yep. So obviously a brutal schedule when you first look at you know what they've been through, but the way that they lost these games leads me to believe that they're probably not very good. Well, and in some of these games, some people have said that the Idaho game they they checked out, um, and so you know that they can say all they want about checking out, but I know for a fact that this game, even though they check out, they're going to check in for this game. Right. You know what? I, I made a note about that. I said, this is a like, Super Bowl. I say that yeah. with any team that comes to Washington or just frankly plays us. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, man, I mean, in their eyes, this is their rivalry. Oh, yeah. At this point, they know they have absolutely nothing to lose. Yep. So, well, and to, to, to right this ship against your 
what they say is all their rival and to get us out of the playoffs after we bounced them in the playoffs last year, there's nothing that they would love more than to do that. Exactly. But one thing that you just, you know, said a second ago that really kind of sticks out to me is that, you know, in the game, you said when they played Idaho that you, you heard or you read or whatever mm-hmm. you saw yeah. that they checked out. Yeah. You know, I think when it comes to us, we don't see those guys check out. We may yeah. we may see some, you know, a, a little bit of a, you know, pouting at the end of the game when the game's over, you know, if it didn't go our way. But ultimately, our guys keep playing four quarters no matter the circumstances. Our defense keeps pushing. Our yeah. offense, they try. Maybe they don't always get there, but they're definitely trying their asses off, and you kind of see that. If this team has any sort of, uh, hey, when things are going our way, we're going to start crying and whining, you know, that's going to be, you know, the really big difference from us to them. And I think because of that, if we start steamrolling this team, it's going to be a snowball effect, kind of like this week. I don't think it's going to be as an aggressive score, but I do think it could potentially be a really high scoring game to basically nothing. Yeah. Well, and, you know, going down, you know, they're the eighth offensive scoring and 12th in defense. Their defense is, is not good. Not good at all. Um, their QB Gunner Talkington, he's third in the conference in yards, um, with 2,308, got 22 touchdowns and five or eight interceptions. He's averaging, you know, 20, 256 yards a game. He's fourth in the, and passing out their fourth in passing offense, their eighth in rushing. Um, and so they've got kind of a, a, a little bit of a balance, but they're running back Justice Jackson. He's had 71 attempts for 349 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this name. Tuna Altier, uh, 76 uh, attempts for 267 yards and two touchdowns. A lot of their playmakers are on the wide receiver side of the ball, uh, right? Be They've got Freddie Roberson, number six in the conference in receiving yards, uh, 40 receptions and 718 yards. Uh, with seven touchdowns, uh, Afton Chisholm, which is he was a beast last year, fifty-four receptions, five hundred thirty-six yards, receptions of six touchdowns, and then they have that Nolan Olm, twenty-six receptions and three hundred fifty-five yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna want to pass the ball, like they did with us last year. They're gonna want to try to line up some of their guys with um, our our safeties and and see what they can do with that. Man, have you seen? <laughs> if you're on Twitter. Go follow Coach Hauk or um, Coach Bradford. Um, they posted a picture uh, before before they were going to go practice of Washington Grizzly Stadium. Uh, if that continues, man, I don't know if you're going to be able to throw the ball like you want to. <laughs> oh, about the weather? Yeah. Oh, I hope so, man. I hope. Oh you man. Know. Oh man. It it, it is it. There was snow I, on the field. and, and I, I don't anticipate it. Today, it was ridiculous. I came home yeah. for lunch, um, I guess, early in the day because I had to take my brother to work real quick. Um, so I came I came home early in the day, uh, and it was in the middle of this kind of, you know, slow ba- uh, snow blast that we had today. And driving here, there was cars on the side of the road. There was police oh, cars man. going in all directions. There were semis that I saw took out a couple of SUVs. And all of a sudden, I was like, Jesus. But wow. I checked the weather. I think it's going to be a little bit chilly, a little bit cold, 30 degrees. Yeah. I don't foresee it. Maybe later on in the afternoon, maybe it'll go back to the 20s. 
Um, but ultimately, from from what I'm seeing the rest of the week, it's going to be, you know, kind of a little bit cloudy, a little bit sunny. So I yeah. think it's going to be pretty decent football weather as far as just being comfortable. I don't foresee it, you know, absolutely piling on with snow like that again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, in Washington and Cheney, I, I think they're used to some of the snow, too. So it's not yeah. going to, you know, it's not going to affect them. No, it's not. It's not. Like, you know, Not like a northern Arizona team or something like that where they're a dome team. Um, I don't think it's going to affect them that much, but it could affect, you know, some of the passing that they do and what they want to do. It might be shorter passes. It's kind of like what Cal Poly did with us with the, the quick intermediate uh, throws or to the side where they wanted to get their, their wide receivers, the ball one-on-one, uh, which our defense blew up in the beginning of that game. Totally knew what they were going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I feel comfortable going off of the Cal Poly game with, you know, Cal Poly had a, a pretty good passing game, and I think Eastern Washington has a little bit better passing game, and I think probably a better quarterback and and probably better wide receivers as well. And they're going to have a better scheme, I, I think. You know, Bo Baldwin is a great coach, but I just don't think he has the manpower right now to do that. And Eastern Washington, they just have success after success after success. This year's a bad year, but how many years have they had really good success um, I'm sure that they'll they'll bounce back, but uh, it'll yeah, be interesting to see. That I mean, I was thinking the same thing. You know, earlier today I was sitting here and I was kind of looking over, you know, their, their, their the conference and looking over their overall record and you know, kind of how they're finishing out games. And yeah. like you said, you know, they're primarily primarily a passing team, which obviously we planned for this past week. Obviously, maybe a little bit of a different style, maybe mm-hmm. a couple you know similarities. So. I think the game plan is not going to change too much, which is the nice part about it. Obviously, we yeah. had a really good week this past week. We're anticipating the same thing for next week. But this is not, uh, you know, a characteristic of Eastern Washington and who they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk all I can talk all the smack that I want to, but ultimately, um, they're traditionally a really good team. You know, and just because they've had a bad season doesn't mean that they're ultimately going to get come here and not going to try. You know, yeah. at this point, you know, they're in a little bit of a different place. They're not playing for playoffs. So yep. we can see it go completely the opposite, you know, as far as them realizing they have nothing to lose. Some of those guys might already be checked out because they're just waiting for this nightmare of a year to end. I can only imagine if if, if we went through something like that and we were like oh, two and man. seven, you know, just barely trying to get, you know, I mean, oh, it would drive everybody crazy as far as a fan. It would drive the players insane. And ultimately, if I was in the position, I'd be like, man, I just want to finish out the year. I just want to finish out yeah. the year and see if we can get a new fresh start for next year. So because yeah. of that, it could go one of two ways. Either they're, they know that they have nothing less to play for except ruin our season, or they're basically already checked out and they're just going to let us roll over them. So ultimately, yeah. it's never something you want to believe, but we'll see. We'll see after the first series. We'll see after the first quarter and see how much they really want to play. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll show very 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 quickly. Um, you know, just their you know their defense, man. Uh, number five passing defense. Uh, their last in the Big Sky. Um, yeah, rushing their, defense. Their defense is not impressive no. at all in any type of way. Normally they have a pretty decent lineup. You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've ran into some pretty decent players, some some good players that have been produced out of Eastern Washington, obviously on the defensive side. Um, but man, they are. Yeah. They're not looking good this year. No. Uh, their leading tackler is their uh, defensive back, Eli Doyle. 71 tackles, one tackle for loss, and one interception. Uh, linebacker, Jaron Banks, 52 tackles, four tackles for loss, one interception, which is a linebacker. 
The other linebacker, Derek Tomasani, 51 tackles, two tackles for loss. And then they've got two defensive backs, Marlon Jones Jr. and Keyshawn Jackson, that have 44 and 43 tackles. They both have two interceptions. Um, you know, they have a defensive line, Mitchell Johnson, Johnson, who's got 38 tackles and he's got five or uh, four sacks. Um, and so, it, and, and you can see in just the, the, the scores that they've had, they can't stop people. You know, they can score no. games. They, they, they probably should have had that Montana state game, which is crazy because if you look at their, their schedule, you know, if they would have won that game, they're two and one. You know, they're feeling a whole lot better going into that Florida game and, and going into that Weber State game. You know, that could have turned their 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 season around. You just never know. Uh, games that are brutal like that where you lose by a field goal, you know, a, a field goal in points um, late in the game where you had it, uh, it just takes the life out of you. Um, and so I, I don't think that this is going to be a game where we're going to be having struggles moving the ball. Um, it'll be interesting to see what we do to kind of get Lucas a little bit more comfortable, yep. uh, get our offensive line keep on going, get our running backs going, kind of build off of what we did from la- last game and just keep on building it up, keep, get some of those guys that maybe didn't get the ball, Malik Flowers, get him the ball, get uh, Grossman the ball, kind of spread that out, hopefully get uh, Bergen, you know, where he doesn't have that cast on his hand and can actually catch a ball in the wide – because I don't think they've been playing him in the wide receiver role. They've just been having him as a punt No, they've, they've been taking it easy on him, which yeah. I think is the right move to make ultimately with a guy that's yeah. a little bit injured when yep. you, know, you need your hands to be able to catch the ball with offensive linemen. I can push people with my palms. You know, yeah. it all it fixes a little bit of a grip. And so, obviously, we're not a lot of hold on the offensive line, even though there's holding that goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, you know, I think it was the right move for him to kind of yeah. play a, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes kind of role. Obviously, he's being productive where he needs to be. Um, he's a very talented player, but ultimately, I think that they're they're kind of hoping that he kind of gets back for a potential playoff run, which is yeah. the right thing to move. Exactly. One thing that I want to see, I want to see Cole get the ball more. Yeah, I, want, I do. I want to see him have a big game. He's too yep. talented of a player. He's been too quiet this past season. Yep. I don't know whether that be, you know, uh, out of circumstances outside of his realm. Maybe he's not, you know, producing the way that he needs to be doing, uh, uh, you know, outside of the games, mm-hmm. during practices to be able to say, hey, let's get him the ball. Um, but ultimately, I know this. I've seen him. I know him. Um, phenomenal athlete. Probably, probably single-handedly, surprisingly, one of the most all-around athletic dudes. The dude can play anything and be good at it. He's yeah. one of those guys that is naturally built that way. Um, I've seen him play. I've seen him practice. I think he has all the right tendencies. I think he has the right mindset, too. I would come over to his house to hang out with my cam or something like that on Friday nights or Saturday nights um, during the offseason. Uh, and he'd be sitting there. He was just like, no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dedicating this, this Friday night to do nothing but homework and study. Study mm-hmm. for the game. You know, or not study for the game, but but study. Study the playbook. You know, go over my routes, go over my things. And you'd walk into his room and he'd have quotes all over the all over the wall, basically to inspire him and basically say, hey, you know what? You need to, you know, fully engulf yourself into something like this mm-hmm. um, because he has a, he has a potential and he has a shot, man. I think he'd be a really good player. Um, but I'd love to see him have a huge great game this upcoming week for sure. Yeah, and I think that's just one, one player that they're just – not getting the ball to and not utilizing, I think they're in the best way. 
Um, and, and I've said it all year um, that they, it seems like they do that, right? That they, they have so much talent on the team where they're just not, I don't know if they don't know how to do it or if they're just not willing to do it. I, I is, is to be unseen. Um, but it, it, it's that you've got to do something before you lose that talent. Right. And then you wish that, Hey, I wish we had that talent because if you're not going to get guys the ball, then, you know, this is a different era. They can leave. <laughs> They can go somewhere else where they can go get the ball. And you know what? I, I want to believe that, you know, I mean, just knowing Cole, that he has yeah. too much, you know, loyalty, you know, to be able to do something like that. I do think that regardless of it, I've never seen him pouting. I don't see yeah. him whining on social medias. Even on the field, you know, he looks pretty supportive and, you know, encouraging as a player. And so because of that, you know, I think he knows his role. But I also think he also realizes and he's he's patient with it. He knows when yeah, that yeah. time does come, I'm going to show up in a big way. And granted, we have him for a couple more years, which is a nice part about it. Well, and you just never know, though. If, you, if, you, if you're not going to be, you know, I don't fault any player. If you're not, if, if coaches can leave and come. And oh, yeah, like yeah. That, but but you, know, you are, like you said, yeah, like, we are in a different world. I just, yeah. you know, in my heart, I want to believe that I don't see him doing it because I think his time will come. I just want to yeah. see it, you know, as a, as a fan of him, as a, as a fan of him as a man, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. want him to get that time sooner because I think that's what you want out of out of the out of the people that you you know you kind of respect and you care for and those sort of things. And I want his time to come sooner, but I know it's all it's all in God's time. You know, it'll happen when yeah. it happens. I just I want to see him, you know, really, you know, kind of take it away. Exactly, exactly. You know, just to go into the special teams, man, uh, the Nick Kakuch is their punter. He's averaging 43 yards at an average. He's second in the conference behind Patrick Rohrback of us. Uh, field goals, uh, <laughs> they've had two guys. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, like, they're not, like, they're one guy's two of five, one guy's uh-huh. one of three. Um, so, you know, I think we've had troubles. I don't know if they really feel confident in their field goal kickers. Their kicker has been doing a really good job. Um, he's averaging 62 yards on his kicks and 14 touchbacks. So um, they've got a okay special teams. Um, you know, the kick returner is Efton Chisholm. Um, he's been averaging about 22 yards, uh, a kickoff return. So they've got some guys, you know, it's not like us where, where you're – I, I hope they kicked to Malik. I hope oh, they shit. kicked to Malik. Me, big dog. Are you oh man! I mean, maybe the, the wind or something like that just like it. pushes it over to Malik, and he just runs back like two and becomes the all-time uh, kick returner. In yeah, because what's he at right now? He's at five or six. I think he's at six. That's six. He, he's so he needs one more he's to tie. Uh, what was the name? Rashidi played for Weaverstead a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, and I think that bumps him to second place. No, he's tied for second right now. Tied for second, so he'd be, yeah. tied, he'd be basically be. A, I think a, he'd be tied for tied for first. Yeah, yeah. I think he needs two more to be the the first. That's the scary part himself. about it when you think about his game this past year. No oh, one's yeah. kicking to him. No, you give you give him one shot like Weaver State did. I don't know why. I don't know why they gave him one shot. <laughs> and, and look what he did. He, he, he bumps into hope, a blocker in Eastern Washington. You know, because you, you, you kind of saw them, you know, kind of on different platforms, talking a little bit of smack in certain type of regards and certain type of ways. Um, and so because of that, I hope 
they want to challenge everything about the Grizz. I really hope that they come into this game saying, hey, you know what? We're going to see how really, how good this team really is. (laughs) And then they regret it on all three phases of the games. We absolutely punch them in the mouth that they don't get an opportunity to score score at all in the game. I really hope that we run over them. I hope that our offensive line has a equally as impressive week obviously tweaking a couple of things you know gravitating to their scheme and the way that they play their defense but ultimately rolling them over and on special teams just them saying hey you know what? we're going to challenge these guys let's see if maliki really is that good and watch him roll exactly exactly <laughs> well you know I, I think that we'll get this this win and it'll just be you know going into that that rivalry game man uh so you know we've got a a fan question on twitter um, and then we, before we go into, uh, our, uh, um, predictions, predictions, man. Uh, if I can find it here. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now I'm not going to be able to find, uh, let's see here. Sorry. Um, Zane gray. Um, Hate looking at 2023 already, but what are we going to do to solve our QB problem? I dislike I dislike depending on the transfer portal portal to get someone who is going to step up and be our QB for two two to three years. Uh, he says, I don't think it's Brown. Britt isn't getting reps. Hewitt or Abbott, it's concerning. Um, I think, you know, I think just to kind of, you know, steal that answer from you real quick, Adam, yeah. I, I think... I, I, I want to believe that they are going to do things in order to kind of develop around Brett. You know, I, I, I want to I wanna hope and pray that, you know, we start working from within. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Obviously, we've done it two times already that we look to the transfer porter to bring in an older, experienced guy. But I oh, think they've done it more than that, man. And they have, they've done that ever since 2009. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, it just goes back to characteristic of what Bobby kind of looks for. But yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things that you hope that you can build a quarterback that is consistently good for you know two three years that we have some time with him. It's yeah. nice to go to the transfer portal when you're in a need of an immediate immediate fix. I'm talking about quarterbacks are hurt. Everybody's out. We have mm-hmm. one freshman on the team type of thing, you know. You go to the yeah. transporter to see if you can get somebody with some type of experience to help you win some games. In this situation, obviously, we've realized that the missing piece is really having, you know, consistent quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we play well enough on defense to give us an opportunity. For the most part, you know, this past year, we've done enough on offense to put us in games that, hey, you know what, we're a couple yeah. scores down, we're a couple scores down. Receivers obviously talented in every facet, running backs, tight ends, you name it. You see yeah. what happens when we implement a really solid quarterback with a lot of experience. So because of that, on a coach's standpoint, I can easily see, hey, hey, I, I like going to the transfer portal because you get a guy for a year or two, but next year we already have, or two, three years down the line, we already have guys that are going to be juniors, seniors that are that are ready to transfer over to be a part of a program like this that fit in well, that could potentially be the, the year for us. You know, but I want to believe in my heart that even though it was nice to see Britt get in this game a little bit, um, he's a scrappy little guy. And mm-hmm. so because of that, I want to believe that, he, you know, he has an opportunity to be that next guy. But yeah. ultimately, who knows? Who knows, who knows? yeah. Uh, my thoughts, um, if, if, if you go off of just what has happened in the last, you know, 12 years, you know, with 
our last QB being developed in Jordy Johnson in 2009. Um, we've had a couple of guys that have, you know, after that kind of had some um, one years or something like that. But uh, I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm to the point now, is it a, a coaching problem? Um, is it a, a process problem where they're, they're, they're not developing? Um, is it a mindset? I, I, I don't know. Um, I hope that the, the coaches look at it because I, I think that you can only, you can only go to the transfer portal and, and shake your, you know, your, your snow globe or whatever you're shaking to, to get one of those guys until you don't. And then you're, you're SOL. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they've done that with the QB. They've done that with the offensive line and, you know, AJ Forbes, Thank goodness we have AJ and, and Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we didn't, we would be we'd be hurting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know the depth after those guys and what mm-hmm. what it would look like. And so, you know, those two main areas on offense have been underdeveloped for so long. I I don't know. It, it's so hard to know how they've developed those because you don't get to see them. Because you know, Britt, they ran all running plays except for two. Um, where he he threw a couple passes, but other than that, they haven't really opened the playbook for these guys and actually let them play. Chris yeah. Brown has been underutilized in every way, where um, I think that they, they've kind of given him a complex a little bit. Not that he has a complex, but I I can only imagine what I would feel like with those big games and and not opening up the playbook and, and playing where it would suit him. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I feel like right now, like it, it, it it's got to be a mindset change for the coaches to be able to say, "Hey, what do we got to do? What do we got to do to develop these guys? What do we got to do to change how we think and how we develop and what we're going after yeah. when we're recruiting?" Because right now, what what they're doing right now isn't working, um, and you can only hang your hat on the transfer portal for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope I'm and I'm the same boat. I hope ain't. I hope uh, Britt is the guy that they kind of lean to- lean on, uh, but you just don't know. You don't. Yep. You've not. You have never seen Abbott. You've never seen Hewitt um, throw a pass in college because they're both freshmen, and I believe redshirt freshmen or freshmen. Mm-hmm. And you know the only other two you've seen is Britt and and Brown, mm-hmm. which I, I I hate. You know, Brown is a tremendous person and a tremendous guy. And you hate to kind of, you know, go back from him. But at the same time, how many times do you go to a person until you have to say, hey, we got to go. Some, we got to go to a different round. Yeah. Nothing against you. We're thankful for for what you've done for the program. But we got to go to a different round. Yeah, which is totally fine. I mean, even if it's because uh, ultimately, you know, again, it might be that Brown maybe will just thrive in a different program. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so it may give them op- an opportunity to, to kind of sit back and reflect and be like, okay, do I want to stick it out here? Do I want to potentially chase something different and maybe at a little bit of a different school? Um, yeah. But ultimately, you know, he can play football. I mean, we, we, we've seen some things from him enough to say, hey, you know what? There's enough hope that, you know, you can play for sure. And yeah. so because of that, obviously, we just want him to be successful. We want the best for them. Whatever route he decides to do or take, completely on him. But ultimately, yeah. you know, I, I want to see him 
you know, finish off on the right foot, whether that be with us, whether that be with, you know, maybe a different team um, or playing the role that he's continually playing, whatever he wants to kind of pursue. And that's his choice. And that's the beauty about the transfer portal. Because in those in those cases, when you have a guy that does everything right by the book or tries to, you know, he, he he's earned an opportunity to play in a lot of ways. You know, he's earned an opportunity to be part of a program that, you know, utilizes him a little bit more efficiently to his skill set, you know. It just that that's the way the program. You need to fit in with the program. The people that don't, they just they don't they don't stay here. You know, yeah. they yeah. they pursue a different a different place. So because it'll it'll fall to their strength. So I mean, but when you kind of look at it, you 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 want to hope for that throughout these next couple of years that we get an opportunity to really kind of develop from within. Will it happen? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I do think that. Um, that the coaches understood that, Hey, some things need to be changed in order to be successful as a unit. Um, and so that's all you can kind of hope for. Yep, exactly. All right, man. You want to go to your predictions? Let's that do it. Brother. That was our own f- fan question. So um, let's see. I'm going to win from you. How much I'm going to win from you this week. Oh, dude, you like, you kicked my butt. Damn. Uh, I should I should have been putting money on this, dude. I, I would have been broke. I'm a poor teacher, man. I, I don't have any money, man. Did you go first last time or did I? Um, I went first last week. Crap. Um, all right. I'm going to go. I'm going to say it's a Grizz win. Um, okay. And I think that. I think they get maybe maybe a touchdown. I think they get a touchdown on us. Um, I say 35-7. I say 45-10. 45-10. Yeah, I do think that they're going to try a field goal on us. They get any close to, you know, field goal range, obviously. I do think that we are going to have another performance. I do think they are a little bit better than Cal Poly, but not yeah. by a whole lot. And again, with uh, potentially having some guys kind of back on the roster for this upcoming game, potentially, you know, potentially, I think yeah. really kind of bad things could happen. Um, but who knows? Who knows, man? It's 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 written in the stars, but we don't know how to read them, so we're gonna be all right. So exactly, exactly. Well, guys, uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, guys. We uh, uh, greatly appreciate you listening, and uh, you can catch us on. Uh, any of the uh, podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, give us a rate and review there. That helps us out a lot to get us bumped up into those podcast platforms. But also, uh, like we've said uh, here, lots of times we've joined a YouTube channel, uh, FCS Fans Nation, a great network uh, where yeah. if you're f- trying to find a podcast where maybe it's out of the big sky, uh, they've got some podcasts that are great. Uh, they've got a national podcast as well. Um, so go there for your fix of FCS football, uh, give them a subscribe. Uh, you can check out our, uh, video, uh, of the podcast there where you can see our, uh, pretty mugs and, uh, see what we're doing on, on the other side of it. You said uh, mugs? Mugs. Yeah. Mugs. Oh, (laughs) what did you think I said? The prettiest. (laughs) Prettiest. The prettiest mugs around, right? Mugs around. No, like uh, like Adam said, man. I mean, we we appreciate you guys, you know, yeah. kind of joining in on this. But ultimately, um, yeah, don't be afraid to kind of let us know what you guys want to hear. You know, exactly. I think as these years kind of go by, we're always looking ways to kind of you know make it better in any type of way. 
Um, I think Adam is extremely passionate about that and he does a really good job. He's always texting me and be like, let me know if I need to do anything better. You know, so <laughs> as kind of a co-host, it always feels good knowing that you have somebody like that that, you know, really kind of wants to improve this. But ultimately, it's geared around you guys. So yep. if there's certain things that you want to hear from us um, in order to earn a like, you know, or subscribe or, you know, come here and there, that's totally fine with us, man. We're always yeah. open to criticisms. You know, we, we know that. That, that there's a lot of work to be done and that's the beautiful part about it we can always be better and so yeah we're just thankful for you guys be sure to check us out on fcs fans nation like adam said and you know another 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 week another go grizz fight on